Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the NSAA High School Baseball Championships from Werner Park in Omaha on Friday, May 17th. Catch the Class C game at noon Central, Class B game at 3.30 p.m. Central, and Class A at 7 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Shoots the three. Bang! A ring! A ring! JPJ! And the Huskers are now up by nine. Puts his head down, drives off the window. Got it! Oh, sweet, sweet kiss off the plexiglass for Watson and the Huskers extend their lead. Allen to Watson, shoots the three. Bang! A ring! up by 13 points on Watson's three-point dagger. Kicking off hour number two here on Hurt Out Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew, not Andrew Rogers, Elijah Herbal here with me today. Sorry, that's, Andrew. A, that's a habit. Uh, we are live on AM590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities. We are joined now by the play-by-play voice for Nebraska basketball. That is the legendary Kent Pavelka. Kent, how are you this morning? Doing great. Hey, thanks for inviting me on the air. I, I, uh, I, I, li- I like to listen to you guys, and I really enjoy what her dad is doing uh, and all the, the various enterprises. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be on with you. Well, thank you, Kent. And Kent joins us on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. Uh, Kent, jumping into Nebraska basketball this year, I'm curious. I know you've been following this team for uh, quite a while as the play-by-play voice, and you've seen a lot of different versions of Nebraska basketball. So far, 8-2 and two on the season, uh, has struggled a little bit against their, the better competition on their schedule, although they, though they got a big win against Michigan State on Sunday. How has this team performed compared to your expectations coming into the year? Well, I don't think anybody really had any kind of a feel uh, before they got together and finally got all their players together in the summer and went over to Spain. Uh, I I saw a lot of potential the very first time I watched them practice uh, this summer, um, and and then they bowled out to a seven and zero record and like you intimated, uh, maybe not against uh, you know some of the the better teams that they were eventually going to face, and then when they they met up with uh, the Creighton Blue Jays. They, uh, you know, that was a that was a comeuppance, no question about it. All the credit in the world to Creighton that night. Uh, and, you know, then the question was, you know, I mean, I saw a lot of potential and a lot of talent, uh, and we could talk about that. But uh, after that Creighton game, we wondered, you know, do that, does this team have any resiliency? You know, can, how can how quickly can they come back? And in the first half against Minnesota, the very next game, I thought. They played their best basketball all year long, and they're they're very impressive when they're playing well. Second half, uh, the bottom fell out again, and then you wondered again, do they have any resiliency? Well, that was answered when they they beat up uh, Michigan State <clears throat> at their own game in terms of physicality. And I mean, I don't know if you got to see that or listen to it. It was really impressive. And even though Michigan State ha- is having a rough year, they still have a lot of talent. They mm-hmm. were preseason top five team. At any rate, now we saw some resiliency, and now what I'm looking for is consistency, and that'll be tested at, at Kansas State this Saturday, or this Sunday, I beg your pardon. 
It's Kim Pavelka with us here on Herdat Sports Radio, talking Nebraska basketball. And, and Kent, one of the things that I think some people forget about with this Husker basketball team this season, it's a lot of guys that have not played much basketball together. Whenever you, you think back to the difference in the second half of Minnesota to the, the entire game against Michigan State, do you think you saw this team gelling and coming together? Because that's, that's a big part of basketball is being able to know what your teammate is going to do, expect when he's going to be able to cut, really just that, that team nature of basketball. Did you see a step forward in the right direction in that aspect in the Michigan State game, or, or do you still think there's more work to be done in that area? Well, I think that this team is still looking for, like I, like I said, some consistency and really a measure of confidence in terms of, uh, you know, what those kinds of, you know, the second half of Minnesota and the Creighton game do to your, do to your psyche, collective psyche. I mean, I, everybody, most everybody is, is having to play with new players now with, in, in this uh, paradigm of, uh, you know, the NIL. I mean, everybody's going to have a new roster pretty much every year. Uh, save for just a, a few exceptions. Um, so I don't think it's so much that as it is, um, you know, playing collectively together and just having that sense about you as a team that, you know, you've got the answer no matter how hard you get punched in the face. And I don't, I don't mean to turn this into, you know, a, a bunch of cliches, but <laughs> that's, the best, that's the best way I can describe it. You know, that these guys, when they met adversity – um, I don't know that they knew how to answer it, and, and, and I think they're learning that. And so, you know, they go forward now and play a tough game Sunday at Kansas State. I look at the Big Ten, and every night is just going to be uh, up for grabs, with the exception maybe, you know, Purdue I think is, is, a, is a cut above everybody else. But I think it's a lot of evenly matched teams in the conference. So those intangibles, you know, that, uh, that growth factor – in terms of being able to, you know, play relentlessly for 40 minutes no matter what happens to you. Uh, I think the team that is able to put themselves together in that respect, uh, the teams that put themselves together in that respect are going to be the ones that play, uh, you know, after Selection Sunday. Uh, Ken, I'm glad you brought up the Big Ten as a whole because as I've watched this year, I, you mentioned the uh, Purdue as, as probably kind of that cut above everybody else, and I, I tend to agree with you there. But as you've watched Nebraska this year and you've seen some of the other teams in the Big Ten as well, where do you think Nebraska, if things – I guess, go well or they continue to progress throughout the year. Where do you think Nebraska kind of – what range do you think they can slot in into that Big Ten conference? Well, I think if things go really well and, and they figure it out and, uh, you know, don't have this yo-yo-like phenomenon happen all year long uh, in terms of their, you know, uh, ability to maintain a level of performance, I think they can finish in the upper – upper half certainly mm -hmm. and maybe the upper third you know because i think purdue is alone in terms of its uh, uh obvious uh talent advantage or everybody else i think wisconsin's right there right behind them i think illinois is really talented um you know but you dip be deeper than that and i think you know like i said i think it's a team that figures it out and i think nebraska has a chance 
Ken Pavelka with us here, heard at Sports Radio. And I, I don't know if I need to introduce Ken if you can't recognize him <laughs> from the voice. That's on you. And but Ken, I want to get your thoughts on what we saw specifically on Sunday with the starting lineup. Josiah Alec unavailable on Sunday, and Jawan Gary got thrust into the starting lineup. Seemed to go pretty well on Sunday. Do you see that being a plan for Fred Hoiberg moving forward? Jawan Gary in the starting lineup, Josiah Alec off the bench, or do you think we're going to have a return to normalcy in that regard? I think I, I'm just guessing here because I have not talked to anybody or been at practice since Sunday and um, you know I'm I don't know but I, I'm I suspect you're gonna see uh, Josiah Alec back in the starting lineup for a couple of reasons um, he didn't do anything to uh, you know deserve a demotion but I, I think you've got a piece coming off the bench with uh, you know the way the way they have it the way it was before Sunday um, that you're not gonna have that <laughs> If you if if you change the lineup, so I just guess that it's going to go back to the way it was. And to me, it's so valid when coaches point out that who starts is an overrated kind of concept anyway, because you know, like like coaches will say, you know, you want to know who I think my best players are. Watch who's in the game in the last five minutes rather than the first five minutes. Hmm. But Gary is a is a really really nice talent, and he gives them another element. But that's nice to have coming off the bench, you know, four or five minutes into the game. Kent, I got to tell you, as a former basketball coach, I totally agree with the last five minutes versus the first five minutes. Real hard to convince 18-year-olds of that. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think Gary has bought into it. Uh, last year, C.J. Wiltshire bought into it. Sure. Uh, you know, if, if, if these guys respect their coaches in terms of seeing dividends uh, – for playing the way they're being coached, then they buy in and, and they get it. And if they're, you know, if they're getting their 17 to 22 minutes, uh, you know, I think uh, most of them are going to be going to be satisfied as long as, as they're playing and, and they're winning. Ken, you know, we, we we're talking about Juwan Gary here and his efficiency this season, although only in seven games so far, um, has been dramatically improved from any other point in his career you see it in the field goal percentage you see it in the three-point percentage you see it in his points per game what have you seen from him that's led to that and how sustainable do you think some of those numbers are as we go throughout the year well I think that the question about Jawan all along since he transferred from Alabama is can he shoot the ball you know I mean you can't question his his physicality his athleticism his motor um, you know, the way he can defend. Now, you know, can he make shots outside the paint? And when he came here, uh, he wasn't a real good shooter. But I think this is a um, a real feather in the cap of, of Fred Hoiberg and should, you know, uh, impress recruits because he can bring people in here and develop them. And I think Gary's got a chance. I mean, he – you know, with that shoulder, he came in with a bad shoulder, and that affected his, his perimeter shooting, his jump shot. But uh, they worked with him uh, even during the time last winter when he had the, the cast on and all that uh, on his balance and whatnot and really shooting with one arm, and that served him well. But, you know, at the same time, the last thing I want to see is Juwan Jack and Threes in the first minute of the game, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's Kent Pavelka with us here, heard at Sports Radio. And, and Kent, whenever you specifically look ahead to, to Sunday in Kansas State, this Kansas State team is not the same team that they were last year, but they're still dangerous. The crazy stat to me this season is in 10 games, 
already four overtime games for Kansas State. They have won all four of those, the first being against Providence, another overtime win against Oral Roberts, and then against North Alabama, and finally against Villanova. Already four overtime games, all four wins for Kansas State. Whenever you look at, at what this Kansas State team is this season, I'm not sure how far into your game prep you, you've, you've divin, uh, dove? Dove. Dove. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> what do you think this Kansas State squad is this season? What challenges do they present in Nebraska? Well, of course, they, they just lost uh, maybe one of their, well, certainly one of their best players. Tomlin's been excused from participating. Uh, I think you've all read about that. 6'11 kid was really instrumental in their Elite Eight uh, season last year. And they really miss you know, Noel at point guard. I mean, who wouldn't? He was really different and special. And then uh, Keontae Johnson, who really should have been playing for Nebraska last year. Don't get me don't get me started on that. <laughs> but th- those two guys, those three guys, aren't there. At the same time, uh, you know, I've been to Ahern a zillion times. It's been a while since uh, I broadcast from there, and it can get. I mean, it, it's it can be in a, a den of iniquity <laughs> in terms of atmosphere. Um, so it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, uh, Villanova right now, maybe not the best they've ever been. Uh, but like, like, just like Michigan state still very talented. Uh, they couldn't win there. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. They've, they've got, uh, uh, you know, uh, they've got really good players. Three of them right at 16 points a game. Um, I think it's just the same old story, you know, Nebraska, the Huskers have got a, you know, uh, wash rinse and and repeat the way they played and the way it all felt while they played against michigan state and they, they got to do it for 40 minutes you know and if they do i think it'll be a good game ken based on the way that game at minnesota went how important do you think it is that Nebraska's able to go and get a power five win away from pinnacle bank arena oh i think it's uh, it would be a huge win sat, uh, sunday because again, if the Huskers are able to, you know, uh, in, at the end of the day in early March, have fared well enough in the, the Big Ten to be in the conversation, a win against Kansas State and at Kansas State in non-conference play could put them over the, over the, uh, you know, it could, could be the thing that, that gets them in the tournament. And I know people think, you know, well, it's you know. It's pretty early to be talking about that, but hope springs eternal. And I, I really like this team. I like, I love the players individually, collectively. I love the coaching staff. I think they've got more potential than any time, certainly since Fred's been there. And um, uh, I'm, I'm just real hopeful. And, and I, 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 this would be a huge win. As you look at it now, maybe an early preview of your keys to the game. Can you give me a guy or two that you think needs to step up on Sunday for Nebraska to get it done? Oh, boy. I think um, – well, I think uh, – I'm definitely putting you on the spot here, Kent. I do apologize no, 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 for that. That's fine. I'm just thinking about it. Uh, you know, uh, Rink Mass was kind of AWOL in the Creighton game, you know, and he was huge Sunday against Michigan State. It reminded me of Derek Walker a little bit, the way – he was uh, passing the ball, wound up, I think, with four or five assists. Uh, I think that, you know, he needs to be as effective uh, game in and game out as he was, more effective like he was against Michigan State than, than, than how he, you know, just wasn't a factor against Creighton. Um, 
you know, um, Bryce Williams scored 17 points, I think it was, in the first half against Minnesota and one in the second half. I mean, this, this is a guy that I think has probably the most potential to play on the next level, and he just needs a little more motor, in my opinion. Uh, you know, a little, just out of his personality to be as uh, aggressive and forceful at all times uh, as he needs to be. But the guy I think that might be the key to the game and the season really is Jamarcus Lawrence. You know, he's put in a tough situation moving from the two guard to point guard, and, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, that's a lot to ask of a guy to also. Oh, by the way, we still want you to score 15 points a game. But I'm seeing I'm seeing improvement with him. You know, the longer I talk about this, I'll mention they're all 13 players here. <laughs> <laughs> right? Can't if you uh, could if you could snap your fingers and and fix a certain spot on this team, would it be getting a true point guard in? for this team? Because it does kind of seem like that is the missing piece to sort of getting them to that next level. Uh, no question about it. I, I think that that, you know, I, like I said, I think that Jamarcus is kind of a key, you know, if, if he can if he can continue to develop. And, you know, he's, he's, he's really good defensively. Uh, and, um, and his assist numbers are good. But, yeah, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Euless was the guy, and then you got the gambling thing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could go on and on this year and over the summer and guys that were near misses and, you know, how about, how about catching a break? You know, everything falls into place and you've got all the pieces that, that look like you, you know, you have a chance to get these guys and, and then it doesn't work out for whatever reason. But yeah, um, uh, it's, it's, uh, you're trying to do it and everybody's got a problem in, in at this level, you know, uh, warts in terms of, you know, not having all the pieces you want. That's I think that's it for Nebraska. And I think that also that point guard is kind of uh, uh, it's it's a in this in this day and age in college basketball, being a point guard is not what it used to be. You know, it's not the guy that brings the ball across the timeline mm-hmm. and pounds the ball to sleep. You know, and, and <laughs> you know, and get, let's let's get it back to him. And, you know, on every possession before somebody, he's got to be the guy that assists on the shot. I mean, once you get it across the timeline, push the ball and see if you've got anything in early, early offense, then everybody in, in this offense uh, is kind of a point guard, a point player every time he catches the ball, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, looking for the guy with, with the best shot. So um, I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, uh, that would be, you know, and, and you talk about how deep you are, all of a sudden you get third through the season and you think, yeah, I don't know if we're as deep as we thought, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing, you know. Everybody's got that problem. Kent, really fast here, before we get you out, i got to get your thoughts. I, I was going to maybe ask, do you have any insight in the quarterback situation? I'll <laughs> let that lie for now. But Husker Volleyball plays tonight at 6 o'clock. You got any big plans for that Husker Volleyball game as they're taking on Pitt in the Final Four? You want a quarterback comment and a volleyball comment? <laughs> we, 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 we can leave the court. We can let the quarterback comment lie. I mean, every, everyone's got a quarterback like, thought uh, right now. Do I look like John Baylor or Greg Sharp? <laughs> 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 no. I mean, you, can you believe the phenomenon that John Cook has created? Like Tom Osborne used to say, uh, he used to characterize Nebraska football as, I think this was a great, you know, ad lib on his part. He said, 
this thing that we have concocted for ourselves, <laughs> you know, the, you know, this, 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 uh, point of, uh, attraction and, you know, the whole state focused on it. Yeah. That's what volleyball is. So, you know, I, I sure hope that they can, they can get it done here in two more, uh, matches. And then, um, yeah, you know, uh, if you want to talk about Nebraska football and NIL, I'd be happy to be a co-host with you for like the next two years. <laughs> I got I got a lot of opinions on what's going on in athletics. Can't... When I get done doing when I get done doing this, I want to do a podcast and like be able to really say what I think about things. You know. Well, Ken, we may have a spot for you KP over at Uncensored. We may have a spot for you over at Herdat. Don't don't tease me like that, uh, Ken. Yeah. Tell, I, tell them to. To, to, to check the balance in their checkbook, and you've got my number. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kent, before we let you go, I do just have to say, uh, you know, we mentioned football there. Obviously, you were the, the football play-by-play voice and before that the color commentary voice for Nebraska football for so long. Uh, for me personally, it's just a pleasure to talk to you. You're kind of the voice of my childhood. I used to listen to all those games, uh, and you broadcast them on the radio during those uh, those glory years in the mid-'90s. So. And I'll, I'll second that. It wasn't football for me. I'm a little younger than Ravi, so it was growing <laughs> up uh, driving in the car listening to Husker basketball. I have just great memories listening to you on the radio. I was a little starstruck whenever I uh, got the text yesterday. <laughs> we have KP on tomorrow, so it's it's been a pleasure. You guys are too kind. You really are, and I – it's all been a great pleasure for me and i'm just fortunate enough to be able to keep doing it at this point so i appreciate it thanks guys that's kent pavelka thank you kent pavelka play-by-play voice of nebraska basketball formerly play-by-play voice of nebraska football i'm not like and i'm not even exaggerating i used to because i mean people forget people your age forget a little bit games didn't all used to be on tv Mm. like i literally would be in my backyard listening on a little Walkman radio to Kent calling Nebraska games. So uh, it always is a pleasure when we get to talk to Kent. We appreciate him uh, giving us the time there as well. One of my favorite memories growing up listening to Kent, it still stands out distinctly in my memory. It would have been, I mean, back when basketball games were still played at Bob Devaney, it was number two Texas coming to town. I can't remember who was number one that week, but number one had fallen. So Texas was the presumptive number one team beginning the next week. And Nebraska basketball comes in, to Bob Devaney that day, it's rocking. I'm listening on, on the radio. The game was on ESPN that day, but I'm listening to KP on the radio. Yep. And Nebraska is able to take down Texas in a low-scoring game. If I remember correctly, that was Kevin Durant's say, freshman I year. I think it would have been 07, I think, because that would have been the only time. I think because when you were saying that, them number two, presumptive number one, I think that was 07. Uh, and that would have been Kevin Durant's freshman year. Uh, as well but I, I the other thing that I remember this is a super random memory I remember being at my dad's software store listening to Kent Pavelka call I believe it was the 95 NIT championship when Nebraska basketball won the NIT so uh, Kent's been a, a huge part of my life as a Husker fan growing up and uh, really appreciate him giving us the time uh, and joining us and here bang, a ring, nice a ring. Can you? Do, I'll say. Do we have the got it in there somewhere, Shane? The the Kent Pavelka got it. Anywhere? Is is there still the Kent Pavelka Dang. soundboard? <laughs> the what? The Kent, there used to be the Kent Pavelka soundboard online. Oh with, yes. with all the different Kent yes. Pavelka sounds. That was that was always the best. There we there go. There it is. That's the one. Uh, Sean on the YouTube says he was actually at that Texas Nebraska game. Best basketball environment he's ever seen. Uh, good stuff there from. 
uh, from our guy Kent Pavelka on the Warhorse Sportsbook hotline. Uh, real quick, want to tell you about Warhorse Sportsbook. They're the best place in Nebraska to place your sports bets. You can do so in Lincoln at the casino or at Horseman's Park here in Omaha. You can place live bets, props, parlays, straight bets on nearly every major sporting event. Warhorse Sportsbook has you covered. Make sure you get the Warhorse Sportsbook app or visit warhorsecasino.com slash sportsbook for all the details and full house rules. Warhorse Sportsbook, no bets, no glory. Coming up next, we're going to get a little Hurt at Hot Seat. Get to know Elijah a little better here on Hurt at Sports Radio.